Coop's house. They say if you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle and a band. But if you're going to beat Texas, you need a fiddle and a plan of action. Let's jump into it. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Ainger, Theater Breakdown. All things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater who came to step by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way we can get the latest on the Cougs in your news feed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. If you're joining us on YouTube, welcome back to YouTube channel. It is so good to see you again. Remember doing giveaway every 250 subscribers. Sign up and subscribe to help us get there and like and comment on the video. Let us know in the contest. If after listening to today's episode, you have no idea what to say you don't know what to say about the plan to beat texas you have no idea what to add to the plan to beat texas tell us in the comments down below if you call it soda coke pop soft drink or some other thing now as we get to moving here i want to talk through the three things that houston has got to got to got to do to beat texas this weekend in the renewing of a rivalry that uh, takes us back to Southwest Conversation at UT Austin this weekend. Um, I want to I want to talk some about some things, but first things first. Let's talk through what these three things will be. The first segment is going to look at how they have to tote the rock, getting both the running back and quarterback involved in the run game, and why that's important. Second segment, I'm calling "Scared Me Don't Make None" because they got to go get the football, take care of the football, and value it, but also take risks. Talk more on that in the second second segment. And the third and final segment, talk some about how to stick to the script gotta have some long game discipline is what we call that as a coach uh in my coaching staff days and i want to talk about each of those in a moment uh, but first let's jump in and talk about this game and how houston's got to hold on to and run the football i should point out that the script for dana holgerson in his winning resume versus texas he played texas seven times and he was the head coach at west virginia and won four of those games um has been to run the football effectively donald smith's resume against texas in which he has won to know as a starter was also about running the football and when you look at texas losing this year they lost in large part because they gave up so many yards to the run game oklahoma this year just was it 10 days ago at this point had over 200 yards on the ground and 113 from their quarterback. Dominic Smith, when he played Texas before as a red Raider had 15 carries for 42 yards and a touchdown, but it's all these tough short yard situations, including a couple of scrambles, obviously in college football, his sack total got put in that as well. Only four of his 15 uh, rushes were scrambles. The rest were types of RPO pre-snap read kind of runs. Um, Oh, or sorry, the rest were that or drop back sex. The interesting thing to me is when Tech played uh, Texas last year with Donovan Smith, the quarterback, they ran 25 zone plays. I mean, they had no puller, right? That's how pro football focus determines zone plays and they have no puller. Um, but 25 zone plays and 12, quote, gap scheme plays with a puller. And then obviously the four scrambles that one Donovan had. I think what's interesting there is is that I think people look at the vaunted Texas defensive line, look at the talent, the five stars, the future pros, da, 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 da. and they say, 
well, you've got to find some way to double team this or double that and, and whatever. And what Tech was able to do last year was to not necessarily blow Texas off the line of scrimmage or to move them downfield, but to just cover them up. Think like moving screen and basketball type of cover someone up in the run game, provide slivers and creases for the backs and ultimately Donovan Smith to squirt through as well. Oklahoma had similar success. They had a little bit different kind of stuff where they had uh, different personnel. They had what I would uh, qualify as 11 and 12 personnel, a lot of the game that is one back. So the first digit being a one, 11 and 12, uh, both have a one in the first digit, one running back, and then one or two tight end slash H back type bodies in there as well. They had the offensive line do a lot of zone blocking as opposed to pulling and kicking out and so on. But those H-back types, the tight ends, for us, that would be O'Laughlin and Burns and so on. Maybe even some looks at Joseph Manjack. Um, you had a lot of those kinds of guys uh, involved in kickout blocks, involved in scoop blocks, involved in extra bodies in the run game, creating gaps. Um, I think the big thing here is, is that, as we know, Dana has done this before, and as we know, well, it's been a long time. It has not been nearly as long for Donovan Smith, who beat Texas the last time he played them. Um, the truth is, is that when you're running the ball effectively, you're also spending a lot more clock. Uh, when Texas Tech beat Texas a year ago and Donovan Smith was quarterback there, they held him the ball for 10 more minutes, and they really did a great job of chipping away at the football field. Um, I mentioned the run game and how important that is, but even their pass game was short. Uh, he had an average of seven yards per depth of target on passes. That means the pass catcher is seven yards on the only catch the football uh, at Houston. He's been over eight in every game, except for TCU uh, against rice. He was over 10. So Houston kind of, kind of continue to dial back the short or dial back the yardage dial up the short running game. If that makes any sense. Um, and all, all of that is to say um, that focusing on these small yardage plays adding up will eventually lead to the big breaks. Obviously, Dylan Gabriel and Oklahoma did that just last week against Tech, or 10 days ago against Texas um, in the Red River rivalry, Red River shootout, Red River rivalry, whatever you want to call that one. Um, I think what's interesting about Gabriel and Smith both is they're not, and I, both are very talented athletes. Don't take this any other kind of way. But they're not like, Lamar Jackson, four three kind of athletes. They're not even, you know, when when West Virginia had like Pat White back in the day kind of athletes. They're not Greg Ward kind of athletes here in Houston. They're just big, strong runners that don't go down very easily. If you go back and watch Donovan Smith's first rushing touching at Texas a year ago, it's exactly like that. He's running through and over the top of one. Uh, I think it was Overshawn, who is now in the NFL from Texas, right? Um very, very tough running inside. I kind of gets excited about what he could do this weekend. Now, I look at this and say, like, obviously, Houston has offensive linemen I really like, but not guys at 350, 360 pounds, right? And so you're like, body on body, what are you going to do moving guys off the ball? But that's where I think this idea of the zone blocking scheme in which you just have to cover up and occupy the defense element. Don't let them off of the block. Let these skinny guys behind you, not that Donovan's a skinny guy, he's a big runner. Um, let them get after it. I also think there's a point in time where I have to mention play Parker Jenkins more. I know they've got a big, strong defense, and they've got big guys, and he's a true freshman. But Parker Jenkins is your best, truest running back in the running back room. Now, 
I'm not saying don't give Brandon Campbell short yardage type stuff. I'm not saying don't give Tony Mathis inside dive time stuff. And I'm not saying not to give Stacey Sneed his couple of toss plays. I am saying that the majority of the snaps, the majority of the carries in this game or the running game is so, so important. And holding on to that football as you run the football is so, so important. The majority of those snaps do need to go to one Parker Jenkins. He's like that. He's like that. He's like that. Now, running the football is not the only important thing when he stretch. In fact, one of the important things will be what they do as they're in the football. We also got to talk about something important for you and your daily living, or at least maybe potentially daily living. Let's talk a little bit about emergency. If you had to use an emergency, you had to have a, you know some sort of a response to an emergency. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and the loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They have everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consult- consultations and more. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jay's Medical by using code Locked On at checkout on jaysmedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Jay's case at $20 off code Locked On today at jaysmedical.com. All right, I mentioned that the second segment was that they needed to value the ball. They needed to value the ball while also being risky. And I'll talk through in this segment what that means because I think that's something that in the abstract makes sense to me as a football coach, and and I don't want to go too far down those rabbit holes because I know um, it's easy to get in the weeds on that kind of stuff. But I also think that in looking at this kind of stuff, it's interesting because Oklahoma, we talked about just beat Texas in the Red River rivalry. Oklahoma forced three turnovers, and Texas had none, right? Um, that's winning the turnover battle 3 nothing. Texas Tech and Donovan Smith last year won that turnover battle 2 to nothing. They forced Texas into two turnovers, and Donovan Smith and Texas Tech, while it had turnover problems over the course of the season, did not have any against the Texas Longhorns. Um, I say that to say that Creating turnovers is not just random. It's something you've got to do with some intention and purpose. You've got to go get the football. You have to know when to gamble. You have to know when to take those risks. But when there's a 50-50 jump ball in the air, you've got to go get it. When there's a ball being toted out wide, you can go knock it out. You've got to go knock it out. Right? Um, When you've got a chance to make a play, you've got to make it. And Houston admittedly is fighting a little bit of an uphill battle here in a pure number of future NFL players, number of former five-star recruits in a very raw talent instance. Texas is very good. They always have it, right? Um, that I mean, they've got all the resources. It'd be a shame if they weren't. However, with all those resources, they also have one national title since the integration of the team. And I would point out that that feels like those resources are frequently wasted. Um, And all that talent they have is typically not used well. And frankly, teams take advantage of them by forcing them into things like turning the ball over, right? And historically, that's been a plague of that program is turning the ball over in big games. You go back and look like 
So they win the national championship the one year with Vince Young, but the year before that, they probably should have also been very good. And they lost a an Oklahoma Texas game with like four red zone turnovers or something silly, right? Um, frankly, uh, the other time they've been on national TV and had this kind of stuff outside of an Oklahoma game would be like the national championship they've lost to Alabama. We had like the big turnover. Uh, the freshman quarterback was uh, – so Cole McCoy got hurt. They had a freshman quarterback in. He fumbles the ball, gets sack fumbled, uh, was butt in the end zone or whatever, right? Like those kinds of moments are kind of what you think of when you think of like times people have upset or beaten Texas um, on a national stage. Now, I don't – this is at 3 o'clock. It's a, it's a game that will be on national television. I don't know if the national stage is the way to go about this. And frankly, my locked-on coworker, I love Jonathan Davis. He does a great job with our locked-on Longhorns. But he spent his show on Tuesday talking about getting a rematch for Oklahoma set in the Big 12 championship game. Clearly looking too far down the road there, parts. Um, we got to see you this weekend. <laughs> so um, I say I'd say that it's the kind of game where Texas will undoubtedly put the ball out and dangle it out there for Houston to go get it. Houston's just got to go get it, right? Um, Houston's got to find a way to take the football away and conversely take care of it themselves. They're going to value the ball enough that they want to go get it Go take it away, violently take it away, but also protect it, hold on to it. Don't be too terribly risky. Gauge where you take your risks, right? Now, I said, let's say that that's my second biggest thing, not necessarily my first biggest thing, because I do think it somewhat goes hand in hand with running the football. Running the football will take care of the football. It'll spend a lot of clock. I'll keep it away from that offensive Texas that has all the pros on it or whatever. But also, it, it it takes the ball. You know, we saw even against West Virginia, we almost had an awful turnover from Donovan Smith, right? Where he threw the ball basically into two white jerseys from West Virginia, right? Uh, we're trying to avoid those kinds of things. Um, and, and frankly, he's done a great job, Donovan has, since coming to Houston in avoiding turnovers. He's a turnover-prone guy beforehand. Now we're holding on to the ball a little long to avoid their turnovers, but he's also not having them as often. So it's a trade-off, yeah, right? Um, again, not turning the ball over, forcing Houston into turnovers, or for, forcing Texas into turnovers will be key. The other thing will be, and this is functionally a turnover, is something Houston's had a lot of problem with, and that is going for it and converting on fourth down. Um, I, don't for, I forget the stats now, but Houston has gone for it on fourth down more than a dozen times and made it very few times. I don't want to say it's like four to 15. That sounds right. Four to 15. Um, and it's, that's not great. That's not great. That's not great. Right. Um, but there's going to be moments where they have to be risky and gamble and go for it on fourth down. And they're going to need to convert those. Conversely, there can be moments in this game where Texas is feeling risky, feeling like gambling and going for it on fourth down. And Houston has to, Shut that down. Even if it's not a turnover, technically, right? There's a turnover and down. It's not a more formal turnover. That's the kind of things that Houston's got to do. Similarly, and the things that the something that Houston's done well this year, actually, with the exception of one game, um, that effectively feel like a turnover for the opposing team is great special teams play. Um, in rewatching the Texas Oklahoma game, not as a fan, but as someone to try and take stuff away from that one this time around. Um, again, I, I guess say as a fan, it was college football Saturday, big rivalry in the middle of the day, right? Um, it's one of the best rivalries in sports. It's fun when they play midway through. I loved at sidebar Houston 
is like equidistant to a not necessarily a number of different schools, but has to travel while it's not like super far across big chunks of you know Texas to get to Lubbock or to get to Oklahoma State or to get to even Kansas, right? Finding middle ground there to play some middle, like creating that kind of an environment, I think could be very possible for Houston. Um, and I, I would, I'd be in favor of that kind of a thing. Playing a neutral site annual uh, rivalry game, I think, is a really cool concept for Oklahoma and Texas. Um, this is not that podcast, but I, I just on a side note, I wanted to include that. But one thing that Texas did well in that game. Um, that I think Houston's done well all year except for one game was the special teams play. Special teams play can feel like turnovers in the sense that like a kickoff return for if you you know think about the West Virginia game, West Virginia scores a touchdown, Houston returns the uh, ensuing kickoff for a touchdown. It's de facto as if nothing happened, right? As far as the difference in the football game goes. Plus you have a bunch of momentum and get the home crowd involved and those kinds of things. Winning those kinds of plays can have the same impact as a turnover. And I wanted to lump them into this segment because it typically takes some like, I'm going to make a play right now kind of thinking, whether it's Matthew Golden in the return, Parker Jenkins on the return, or what have you. I say Matthew Golden. We have not heard anything other than he's going to be okay to go. He did have the groin problem, I guess, in the West Virginia game and missed the latter part of it. But it sounds like we have not heard – it sounds like because we have not heard anything that all systems may be go there. Now, Houston, as I mentioned, has to, has to, has to run the ball well. They have to tote the rock with the running back and the quarterback, get them both involved in the run game. They've got to stick to the script and make sure that they uh, don't give up the football, but do value it enough to want to go take it away and get a little risky and frisky on defense. I know that that's a lot of talking around, a lot of cliche kind of things, but I do think that's going to be important. The third and final thing they've got to got to got to do is stick to what we called long game discipline as a coaching staff and is to go after out on the football field and be consistent or talk more about it in a second i promise i'll explain more about what long game discipline means but first let's talk some about how you can also win this weekend on top of the Houston and Texas game with prize picks as prize picks is the number one daily fantasy sports platform in North America uh, is the biggest by a long shot. Make sure you check out the exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against numbers. You have to battle thousands of other people. It's just not, you don't have to worry about the pros, the shark, etc. It is just you looking at numbers and making informed decisions. You know, those informed decisions you always tell me about in the comments down here, go make those and win some money. Price is the most fun you can have. You can win up to 25 times your money in the football season. You have to select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Boom, it's that easy. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Now, Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Uh, every Tuesday to do that, they have Price Picks discounts like each player, projections of 25%, and even more value. Price Picks now offers Apple Pay, Apple Pay for quick and easy deposit into your account and all sorts of things for this football season. Make sure you go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. One zero zero. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and code use code locked on college L O C K E D 
O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, best place to play daily fantasy sports. All right, I mentioned long game discipline, and this is something we'd always talk about as a coaching staff is how do we instill this in our team? How do we instill this in our players? What do we have to do to get this going? Now, obviously, high school football, college football, Big 12 football, all very different. But what I will say is that Houston has to go into this game understanding a few different things. They've got to understand that Texas is very talented. They're going to make plays. Frankly, Texas is very talented. They're going to make stops. They're going to. This is not going to be the kind of game that you win 40 to nothing. However, you can't let those plays, you can't let those stops, you can't let the times that they just do something right make you crumble, right? You have to understand that if they get a stop on third down, secure the punt, block for the punt, punt it away, live to play another day. If they make a play and force a turnover, Sudden change, defense is difficult, but you've got to put it away and just play ball. If they make a play on a jump ball and break up a pass, live play another day. Right, Those kinds of things are going to happen. Again, Texas is very, very talented. None of those individual plays have to decide a football game. If Houston is going to continue to progress and build as a program, they're going to have to win a game in which the other team makes those plays. And I think they took the first steps against West Virginia. We saw that very literally in the last three offensive plays of the game, right, where Houston gives up the big one. West Virginia makes the big play, gives up the big one, and shows up, makes a little chip shot play for eight yards, and then boom, hammer a touchdown, right? Um, obviously, that's like a very microcosm of the whole thing. But as you look at this, right, um, you've got to, got to, got to understand that it's one play at a time. If they're going to make plays too, they practice too, right? Um, all of that said, um, you also need to take the plays that they give you. If they give you a four-yard speed out, take the four-yard speed out. If the box read says to run the football, trust your guys and run the football. If the pre-snap read is to throw a slant pattern, throw the slant pattern, right? Take your shots when they pop up. They're going to pop up and trust they're going to pop up eventually. But don't force it when they're not there either, right? It's a weird, like, take the risk but also be cautious kind of uh, attitude. And what we always said as coaching staff and what I would challenge Houston to do if I were in charge of it in this game is that the players need to just make the plays available. As coaches, your job is to make those plays big plays, right? So Donovan and Sam and Joseph Manjack and Parker Jenkins, Jack Freeman, those guys need to go out there and make the plays that Texas allow, gives them, right? No defense is perfectly sound. Every defense gives something up. On the inverse, right? Houston needs to go out there and take away the things that Texas is trying to do. However, as a coaching staff, once you've got you know Texas in a spot or once you've kind of played a little bit, played a couple possessions, your job is to make those things that they're giving up Things that can turn into the big place, right? To if if you if Texas is okay giving up a, a swing to Houston, for Houston to open it up and flip out a swing where the corners ran off and you get a twenty five yard gain out of it, it's really fast, right? The coach's job is to turn those kinds of making these simple reads into big plays. I do think it's possible. I also think though it's kind of this thing that's like not easy or not tangible or not 
super, super simple. Um, I say all that to say that why it sounds like I'm talking in circles here. I do. It was a thing we focused on a lot as coaching staff when I was coaching. And I think that um, this idea of like the long game is just making the right decision every possible time, understanding that they're going to make some plays and that doesn't have to affect your decision making, continuing to make the right decision every single time. The discipline that takes is important. The players have to do that. The coach's job from there will be to make those plays into the big things, right? It does not require players playing outside of themselves. It does not require players to do something chaotic and off script. Players need to continue to make the, the correct decisions, the simple decisions, the correct decisions. I said that twice over and over and over again and let the coaching staff theoretically set them up for those big ones. Now I can see you bickering and see you typing, see you not so happy with that one. But that's the way this gets won is by being disciplined, doing the right thing, the correct thing over and over and over again, and watching Texas not. Because if we watch that program do anything over the course of the 32 years I've been on earth, with the exception of one single season, that team will always have games where one team is more disciplined and the University of Texas is not. Now, make sure that you subscribe to get each and every day more Houston Cougar information. Uh, Basketball Media Days is Wednesday in the middle of the day on ESPN+. Plus. However, with the UT Austin game coming up this weekend, we have a special guest coming on for Thursday episode to break down all things Texas and Houston. We're looking at this matchup. I'm excited to talk to him some about why he should not be overlooking this matchup. More things on that, and we get to talk to Jonathan Davis in a crossover episode tomorrow, Friday, putting a bow on and talking about all the things Houston can do to win this football game in even more detail. We're going to continue to build up to this game as we work towards it. Um, fun, fun weekend playing in Houston. A rivalry, a rivalry that was a big deal in the 70s and 80s and feels like it's been brewing for over 30 years at this point because uh, as the Southwest Conference was dissolving, obviously things were not going so well back and forth. Anyway, I could go on a history teacher and I'm not going to. Thank you all so much for making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Locked on Cougs, the primary Locked on podcast. Now, that means your team every day. Go Cougs.